When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. We're back. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. What is that saying? The Zone. Oh, there's been a little bit of a shift as far as media coverage. In college football, away from the SEC, out to a place in Boulder, Colorado, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Man, 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 Fox, they're just just celebrating. Yeah. They (laughs) They got Southern Cal at Colorado. Oh, man. And what, you know, we always ask this question. This is the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Brought to you by Highball Lanes. Highball Lanes. Super, super high-end, very, very cool bowling alley, 10 lanes, really swanky and cool and groovy and nice. Uh, the bar and restaurant's awesome. Tiki Bar's cool. They just opened the station in Jackson. It's a new little hot restaurant right beside it. They're all tied together. All sorts of fun things to do. Take your... Hey, take your business, your company, your firm there for the afternoon. You see a lot of that. Have some fun, bowl, have a beverage, and some good food. Highball Lanes and Fondren. Here we go. So we we have owned the SEC. You know, we've owned the oxygen in the room. And now Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, leaves Jackson State to go to Boulder, Colorado. And in the last year of the, Big Twi- uh, the Pac-12, they are the buzz, and it's good. You know, Deion Sanders is good for college football. And, well, I mean, what a, what a beautiful area. Just a little bit out from Denver, Boulder. And all the stars are coming in this weekend. LeBron, Snoop, you know, Dr. Dre, McConaughey, Will Ferrell. Right? And all eyes will be on Coach Prime and Caleb Williams. So you got star power at quarterback, Jason. And you have an icon, one of the biggest brands in the history of football in Deion Sanders. I mean, before social media, Deion made himself a star at Florida State in the 80s. I mean, it's not like that place is – I've spent some time in Tallahassee, and it's not a bad town, but it's it's not awesome. And, and kudos to Bobby Bowden for putting that thing on the map and Dion. And they won, and they won big, and it's an amazing, remarkable story. It is. Because y'all don't understand – Jason doesn't understand how rustic and rural the whole country was, but this area was, back in 83, 86, 87. And when you know, Prime made – two guys – 
Brian Bosworth, and he couldn't hold it. He couldn't, he couldn't do it on the field in the NFL. Prime's one of the greatest athletes in the history of North America, football and baseball. He played MLB and NFL. It's hard to wrap our brains around. At the same time. like I know. <laughs> what? I know. I, you know, the wear and tear on the body, it, it, unfortunately, it got to Bo Jackson. Awful. And um, which just hurt me. I loved, I loved Bo Jackson. Um, loved Bo Jackson, man. But give give prime in big noon kickoff. Biggest ratings they've ever had. Tomorrow, the game is going to shatter everything in in college football in the regular season. I think streaming. You're going to be watching. It's the Tito's vodka Bloody Mary game. Oh, my gosh. Southern Cal at Colorado. And they're a 20, 21-point-plus underdog. But it's it's prime. It's the stars. Hollywood loves the stars. They'll be there. Now, I think a game that we've slept on a little bit, maybe, maybe A&M and Arkansas. Here's where I am, though. I, we, we talked about this in August. Was it time for Texas and Texas A&M to finally get it going? I, you know, I still don't trust them. You know, A&M went down to Miami and laid an egg. But they're better. They have good players. There's no reason why they shouldn't win. I don't know. Can Arkansas do this? At least keep it fun. These games have been unbelievable the last, what, 10-plus years? Yeah. We've had some great (laughs) Texas A&M-Arkansas games. We'll see. Now, Florida needs to win at Kentucky. Boy, that's a that's a big game for Billy Napier. You know, they can't even get people to talk about him. They've been off the grid for so long. Coach Prime. You know, let me ask you this. What is the biggest story in the SEC this year? It doesn't feel like we have the juice, does it? Mm. I, I mean, Georgia looks, yeah... I mean, the East is way down. Tennessee's not that, you know, they're not what they were yet last year. Florida's still trying to figure it out. South Carolina's not that good. Kentucky's not that good. And we know Vandy and Missouri, right? I mean, Vandy's awful, and Missouri's kind of solid. On the West, Bama isn't Bama. LSU, we're trying to see what LSU is. And maybe we're looking too much in just to the second half of the Florida State game. We like to get fooled in sports. Does it all the time to us. Maybe they're pretty darn good. Seems like we're we're kind of like, eh, LSU's, eh, whatever. Meh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. A&M, I can't buy that. Auburn, they're, in, they're trying to, that, that's a year or so away. MSU's not good. Ole Miss, eh, I'm not buying, but maybe they do something tomorrow night. And Arkansas, I think, is just K.J. Jefferson, yeah. who is awesome. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears. That was way too hardcore sports. Ooh. Jason, what's your favorite thing to cook on the grill? Oh, go-to. I would probably say the the easiest for me to drink a beer, drink a bush light, and flip is burgers. I mean, that's a go-to. I'm usually a burger guy, but if I'm going, okay. if I'm going like a a steak on the grill that isn't not going to break the bank or anything, I actually like a good flank steak. A good oh, there's nothing wrong with some flank. 
A salad flank steak on the grill. Okay. Put I don't it up. eat much of it. Maybe but... a little uh maybe a little green chimichurri sauce. Wow. Yeah. Go a little crazy here. Can you make that or do you buy it? Oh no, I you can make it. It depends on yeah. if you if you want to. That's the <laughs> that's the other question. Yeah, I can't make it. Um I can't make anything, really, now that I think about it. <laughs> I can cook protein on the grill or on the cast iron or in the oven. Okay. Uh, yep, that's where it ends. That's, so, that's about it. No no baking for Bo Bounds, I assume. No, I don't bake. <laughs> I don't make sauces. I wish I did. I mean, I could come up with, you know, a, a steak sauce or a or, – I mean, I'm not a big sauce guy. I want it to be light, and I don't mm. want a lot on it. Um, and I definitely don't want thick and sweet. And I know that drives the south, but I – no bueno. <laughs> um the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Bulldog Burger. Woo, they'll be slinging some good burgers this weekend with good beers like Stella Artois and Key City and SoPro, among others. Uh, Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor and Ridgeland, and um, Bulldog Burger in Starkville right here. Boy, they'll be, they'll be getting rolling today. And Bulldog Burger in uh, the wonderful town and city of Tupelo. We're 105.9 The Zone ESPN. It is a football Friday. Um, we're going to drop Lee Sterling. We've had a couple of requests. We're going to drop Lee Sterling again. He's on a roll, 33-15. and 15. Um, You know how hard it is to go 33-15? and 15? Jeez. I mean, you do understand gambling's hard, right? Sports betting? Yeah. I mean, just to get to 52% and change, uh, it, it's just... In, oof. Oof, oof, oof. Hey, the show is brought to you by The Armory. Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Have you been to the Armory? Lake Harbor in Ridgeland in front of Kroger? Guns, optics, suppressors. The Armory. The Armory. Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Right in front of Kroger. Guns, optics, suppressors. They'll walk you through. It is a beautiful, beautiful store and shop. And beautiful building. The Armory. Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Lee Sterling coming up next. Uh, this man is on fire. He's 32 and 15. Lee Sterling, handicapper to the gods, ParamountSports.com. And we've mentioned this. Um, it is the annual Lottober. Lottober at Paramount Sports. Five weeks of service through Halloween. Five weeks of service through Halloween. Locktober, powered by ParamountSports.com, for only $347. And Lee Sterling is 32-15 and 15 year to date. He is on a roll. we got another big week of college football in the NFL. And we are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Bet $50 there. Play Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Top 100 course for $30. Bet 50, play 30. All right. So, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Lee Sterling, good morning. You're on a roll, baby. 
Yeah, actually, thirty-three and fifteen with our win last night with the Detroit Lions. So, boom, been an amazing run. We had one in thirties. We had some really good runs. We had one other run where we were forty-two and thirteen. So, this is our second best opening run. Now for two months, we're sixty-nine percent since the start of preseason football. So, been a lot of fun. I'm also going to do something else I've never done before, Bo. And we've been how many years we've been doing this this weekly segment? I don't, a decade? Yeah, I think it's at least 10, 11, 12 years. So I have found a game. We rate our games from 10 to 50 units. Anything above 30 units is a monster play. I'm releasing a 35-unit college play tonight. It's my blowout special of the month. I've never sold an individual game ever in college football. But I know there's a lot of people. They love to come on board. I'm going to sell this individual game tonight, my blowout special 35-unit play in college football, where it's a favorite of less than a touchdown. I think they're going to win by three or four scores for 10 bucks. All you got to do, go to ParamountSports.com. As soon as you purchase it on the Purchase Picks page, window pops open the game, 10 bucks. I just want everyone to feel what it's like to win like we've done all season long, and then I think after that, you're going to want to sign up later tonight in the morning for our October 340 special for five weeks. Okay. And, right. look, this stuff's hard. This stuff is hard, and Lee yep. Sterling has had a few, you know, it's documented what he does on the 40 and 50-unit plays. He's got a 35-unit play, he, and he, does not, he doesn't sell them individually. This is crazy. I haven't heard of him mm-hmm. doing this. And so this is exciting. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He's got a 35-unit blowout special for only $10. ParamountSports.com. Lee, let's jump into it. Um, yep. Auburn is going to host Georgia. Right. It, and I know Auburn looked terrible last week. And, but Georgia's not what they've been, I don't think. It's at home. Hugh Freeze is known for some upsets throughout his career. Is 14.5 to 15 points too many? Normally I would say yes, but I watched every single play, and I watched it twice. I'm like, can, can Auburn get better? That score last week was not indicative of how much they were dominated by Texas A&M. Texas A&M is, is talented, but George is better. I mean, that final was 27-10. If not for that strip return for touchdown by Auburn, and I think A&M wins that game like 34 or 37-3 to here. We're just waiting for Georgia to explode. I think the mm. key guy is Lad McConkey, and I think there's a decent chance he plays in this game. I've never seen a guy get more open. This guy is wide open all the time. He knows how to find the seam in the defense here. I think Georgia's just been kind of going through the motions, and I think, you know, when you play a rival, it's going to get them up for this game. Love you, Freeze, as offensive coordinator and a head coach. I just don't think he has the weapons to compete yet. Georgia, 35-13. Okay. Yeah. Georgia, 35-13. to They roll at Auburn tomorrow. Let's go. This could – I can't wait to hear what you have to say on this one. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Uh, Lee, you want to go over the Lottoberfest one more time before we get into yep. Ole Miss LSU? Sure. Okay. Five weeks, not four weeks. So October has five weeks this year, and you want to come on board, we'll add that extra week. Five weeks, use coupon code SAVE100. You're going to get generally 11 to 14 games a week. We rate them from 10 to 50 units. We have not lost a game rated above 30 units this year. We're locked in. 
These are the games that I personally bet and uh, love to have you for the ride. Use coupon code SAVE100, just $347, or get that college football blowout special tonight by itself, just $10. All right. I love it. I love ParamountSports.com. Y'all remember this number, 800-400-9741, because you're going to want to remember that in three or four minutes. Here we go. LSU at Ole Miss, Lee, is is it the Tigers or an upset by the Rebels tomorrow night? You know, I think it's going to be tough here for the Rebels. They had their chance last week and couldn't get the job done. Now we're looking at what what did they do in some of these games, even against decent competition? Well, in their game against Tulane, I thought Tulane was the better team. They were playing without their starting quarterback. They had to score three times in the last five minutes to win by 17 points. Against Georgia Tech, they gave up 26 first downs. This is a nothing special Georgia Tech team. I think Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback in the SEC. He is so accurate. He's got the tools now with Malik Neighbors at receiver, almost unguardable, five touchdown catches, Notre Dame transfer, running back Logan Diggs averaging 6.7 yards per carry. Are you kidding me? LSU, they are rolling now here in Jackson Dart. He took a beating last week. Look at his star running back, Jenkins, Kushan Jenkins. 1,567 rushing yards last year, 5.7 yards per carry. This year, only 201 rushing yards and only averaging 3.5 yards per carry. LSU gets the job done, 42-27. 42-27, Tigers over Ole Miss. I, I don't know if it will be that much, but I – I lean to where Lee is going because Ole Miss has yet to face a quarterback that can do it through the air and with his legs. Lee Sterling, Lottoberfest, ParamountSports.com, five weeks in October, only $347. Here we go, Lee. Uh, Alabama, Mississippi State, I think MSU gets blown out. What do you see tomorrow? You know, these two teams are down. I mean, but there is one thing that I liked that Mississippi State did. They finally said, okay, we're not a running team. we got to throw the football more. And they threw for 487 yards. Does it mean they're going to win the game? Maybe not. But the defense also played hard and a little bit better in the second half here. I don't think Alabama's close to anywhere where they were last year. And no. I just think that Ole Miss, I mean, they played maybe their worst game by far last week here, even though their defense kept them in it here. I, I think that the motivation is there, home field advantage. I think Alabama might just be going through the motion. Alabama 31-23, slight lean here, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Oh, wow. All right, Florida, yep. Kentucky, and Lexington. Gators need this. Can they do it, Lee? Anyone wants to get it for free, I'm going to give it to them for free. All they need to do is call 800-400-9741. I'm going to give them the Kentucky-Florida game for free. And also the New Orleans Tampa Bay game for free. Hello. Be one of the first 10 callers to call 800 400 9741. And like I said, all those specials, the game, the standalone game tonight, our blowout special of the month in college football, 10 bucks, October, $347. Please don't wait, don't hesitate. ParamountSports.com. Locktober is powered by ParamountSports.com. Lee Sterling is 33 and 15. He's on fire. Lee Sterling, thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend. Okay. See you, Bob. See you, dude. 
We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Let me give you that number one more time so you can get the free plays. 800-400-9741. I've got the picks right here. You're going to want them. Powered by ParamountSports.com. Good morning. Welcome in. It's a football Friday. Exciting. Should be a fun, fun night in Oxford and Starville. Enjoy it. Soak it up. We'll be back. SEC Insider Hit. Coming up next. All right, good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, full bar and grill with a new menu. And this is a great place to watch college football and the NFL. Heck, last night I was in here watching uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. and the the Braves after I had a great steak at Philip M's Steakhouse, old-style Vegas Steakhouse on the other side of the uh, casino property inside Silver Star. So very, very cool. Uh, Leather chairs, tables, food, full bar, and I don't know how many TVs, but it's a bunch of them because right now I'm watching just about everything that's going on in the world. And I'm looking at the lines, too. You can bet on just about anything that's going on in the world. We're going to – oh, you bet $50 here. You get to play Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for $30. Top 100 golf course. That's as good as it gets. We welcome in Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Um, they're the guys when it comes to analytics, all kinds of different things, the website, the podcast, NFL, college football, the draft. Steve joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Steve, uh, do you play golf? Or did you play golf when you were growing up? Uh, a little bit. Not very well. Never really had clubs that fit me. So, how I'm tall are you ten. again? Six ten. <laughs> That's incredible. So I, I never got a good read. You know, I'll like drive the green on a par four every now and then, really lay into one, but I'll also, you know, shank one, hit some houses, that type of thing. <laughs> uh, hey, where where did you grow up again? Uh, Boston area, suburbs of Boston. That- that's right, because you go up there for three or four weeks during the summer with your family. Yeah. And my backyard okay. was actually like the 18th green of a golf course, so I'd go out there, chip and putt and have some fun and everything, but I was never very, never very good. How how tall were you? Um, are you what age were you were you when you could dunk? Since you're 6'10 now, what, what age? Uh, it took me until my senior year of high school. It was like I was about 6'7", not all that athletic, but I finally got up and was able to throw down a couple times in, in games. That was fun. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you were kind of gangly. Even though you made it to AAA San Francisco Giants, you weren't yeah. You weren't necessarily like super athletic in a sport like basketball. Is that what you're telling us? That's correct. Yeah, I'm very gangly, very skinny. Um, I was always a good pitcher, but it took me until college when I filled out to actually start to – have some semb- more semblance of, of athleticism, you know, more of a late bloomer there. Okay. But when Did I you dunk, dunk it, was, it was a lot of fun, you know? It was fun. He- heck yeah. Um, were, were you, 
uh, were, did you dominate in baseball in high school? Uh, yeah, I was pretty good. I mean, for Massachusetts, smaller school, pitched well. I, you know, hit about 500 my senior year, and, you know, it was good. Was okay. Good. Glory okay. days back in the day. How, how fast could you throw in high school? So I was only probably low 80s. I was probably like 80 to 83 coming out of high school, and then I gained two to three miles an hour a year through college. I was, you know, I was up till I was up hitting 90 by my sophomore year. So, like I said, a little bit more of a late bloomer. Didn't really work out properly until I got to college, and that helped. That helped quite a bit. Okay, that's cool. And you were drafted out of college undrafted. by the San Francisco Giants, undrafted. Undrafted. Yeah, I got passed up in the draft 4,500 times, three different drafts. Wow. But we made it through uh, independent ball, you know, got signed out of their Brewers first, and then eventually the Giants and the Mariners. Okay. You got drafted by the by the Brewers. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. All right, Steve Palazzolo, uh, NFL insider, pro football focus, former San Francisco Giant AAA player. Uh, also, six foot seven dunker his senior year in high school. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Let's let's discuss the uh, Cowboys. I love it. They lose a game and it's just a massive meltdown, like nobody else yeah. lo- loses in the in the NFL. Um, but everybody's talking about the red zone. They have the New England Patriots coming in. Did you watch the video of Bill Belichick breaking down the Dallas Cowboys that either dropped yesterday or the day before, Steve? but I imagine it was in ridiculous detail. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you didn't see it. No. It was was crazy how detailed it was. I mean, he went on and on and on about the Cowboys. All right, so we'll move on. Here's the deal. They have some red zone issues. They had had some defensive issues. You guys watch the film. What do do Dak and the Cowboys need to do in the red zone, Steve? Yeah, I mean – I've seen some some crazy takes, like Zeke Elliott is what they miss and all this stuff. I mean, <laughs> I think the red zone's interesting because it's it's a, it really is kind of cyclical. You know, like when you're great one year, you tend to regress. Um, and then when you do regress, now it's like a story, right? Well, Kellen Moore's gone and Mike McCarthy's here. And I mean, I think you just have to – there's an element of probably steaming up better plays. And so it's like I don't know what that answer is like draw a better place. You know, sometimes you see, like when you watch the Chiefs, I'm not saying every play works, but they have red zone specific plays to pop somebody open, right? And they pop a guy open and it's like, wow, look at that easy touchdown that Patrick Mahomes had. And other, and, and Matt LaFleur does it great in Green Bay. And it's like, Jordan Love threw three touchdowns this week. Yeah, he had a tap pass and a wide open guy in the flat for two of them, you know? Like those, those are Matt LaFleur's stats. So you need some of those. You got to, you got to call some better plays, scheme it open, use some bunch sets, move guys around, and just create mismatches on the defense. And then the other part that was interesting, because you, you guys have been asking about Mike McCarthy a lot, the thing I would keep an eye on, he said, well, the Dallas, Dallas kept running the ball down two scores at the end of the game. And he said, well, they were showing us the, you know, two high safety looks, so we had to run it. And so that, that's I'm a little concerned about, because that's kind of traditional football. Light box, you run it. But at that point, like, you have to adjust. You have to have, yes. you know, two high coverage beaters with your pass game. 
So that would be where I'm a little bit concerned, where Mike McCarthy, like, you don't have to go by the book with six minutes left in a two-score game. Like, you got to chuck it, you know? Not into triple coverage like Dak did, but you got to take some shots. So that's the other piece of it. It feels like they're trying to run it. They're trying to run it. The run blocking was not good. They had all those injuries up front. So it's this combination of you got to pop a few guys open, you got to run the ball more effectively, but you also have to probably take a few more chances and not just keep running it when it's not working and you're in, in that at the end of the game in particular when you're down two scores. Yeah, I mean, they had three starting offensive linemen out. I mean, when when Mahomes a couple of years ago when his line got beat up, that I mean, I couldn't I couldn't get on Twitter or or turn on the damn TV and and not hear about it. Or when Burrow's offensive line was was getting hurt, but it was like no, the yelling shows did not want to recognize that he was down three offensive linemen. It wasn't one; it was three. How can that be, Steve? Okay, well, Steve decided to hang up on me, but we're going to get him back. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF dot com, on the Out of Bounds Show, one hundred five nine, the Zone. ESPN brought to you by Southern Ag Credit, financing life outside the city limits. Southern Ag Credit, financing life outside of the city limits, and they are located in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And if you're if you want to buy land, Southern Ag Credit, financing life outside the city limits. We welcome back Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. Steve, I don't know how much you heard of what I was talking about, three offensive linemen down. Did you get any of that? Yeah, and the yelling shows didn't acknowledge it. And I need you to trade. That's my trademark, yelling shows. You gotta, you have to acknowledge that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, I mean, look, I, I think Dak didn't play well, right? Um, sure. I know you're a you're an apologist of Dak, but you're also very correct. I mean, it's like Dallas went from, you know, on Saturday, how are the Cowboys? Oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're competing with the Eagles, best team they've had in 20 years. And and then you, you lose one game, and it's like, uh-oh, let's run. You need Zeke back, and Dak can't cut it. And it's, <laughs> the, the overreaction is, is a little much. And, you know, I think they'll bounce back against New England this week. But, um, yeah, I think – I think there's just way too much overreaction for the one game. I think Arizona is also just better than we thought. Certainly better than Agreed. I thought. You know, they play hard, and Josh Dobbs is just a good, solid backup QB that can move the ball and create on the on the ground. And um, that that's part of the mix here as well. That maybe Arizona is better than we than we thought. You know, and, and we don't need to overreact as much because they've been really competitive for three games. And. Yeah, and, and I don't want to harp on it, but you, you just nailed it with, with Dak. Three offensive linemen down, if it's anybody else, that's that's all we hear about. It Literally nothing. It was crickets. It's the craziest thing in the world. And I guess I wasn't paying attention to it as much, Steve, prior to Dak getting to the Cowboys. I mean, I knew Romo always caught hell, but I didn't think about it. And I think Romo's an excellent quarterback that, again, is like Dak. He's in a dysfunctional franchise with Jerry and Steven. But it just it didn't dawn on me until later, you know, he doesn't have the alignment of the Chiefs, of the Eagles, of the Saints, of the 49ers, and, and so on. And uh, so let's go. Hey, I don't think the Cowboys are close to as good as the Philadelphia Eagles. I know it's early, but how do you see it, Steve? 
No, I think I think they are. I think the the, the struggle I have with general football analysis is inconsistency. I, I don't know what to do with inconsistency. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, like when I'm looking at their games every week, I don't know what I'm going to get from that team. And I think we might be getting into that world with Dallas, right? I mean, look, think back over the last two or three years, and some of the most dominant games you've seen were from the Cowboys. Like when they face a bad team, not that this matters a ton, but when they face a bad team, they will bury them, right? Turnovers and pick sixes and, and you know, they'll win by 100. That is the sign of a powerful team, though, that is capable. And then they'll lay an egg, you know, and, you know, it, even last year in the playoffs, like they dominated the Bucks in the playoffs in that first game. Their offense was unstoppable, Dallas. And then they go and, you know, struggle against the Niners and, you know, all the offseason stack interception talk. But that's the issue. I don't know what to do with inconsistency because I think I think the high end is absolutely there for the Cowboys. How do you bring it every single week? And that's what we just saw, right? I mean, every people were talking Super Bowl just you know five days ago, six days ago, and then they lose a game. The Arizona Cardinals is twelve and a half point favorites. So um, I don't know exactly what to do with that, other than they need to figure out how to bring their best every single week. And I think they're. I think they are as good or close to as good as the Eagles. They just don't bring it every single week. And the Eagles have different ways to win every week. They don't need Jalen Hurts to be great every week because other stuff is good. It could be their defense, their run game, their pass coverage. All those different things can win. I think Dallas is probably just a tick below that as far as the ability to win a whole bunch of different ways because we just we haven't seen it consistently enough. Okay. All right, we'll agree to disagree there. Uh, I think there's a pretty big, pretty good gap for the NFL. Not like college football in high school, where there's blowouts left in in huge, you know, talent gaps. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, pff.com, pff.com. Uh, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Tell me about Gardner Minshew. Uh, what did you see? What did you make of another performance by Gardner Minshew, who played and they eventually won in overtime with the Indianapolis Colts? Um, I didn't actually think this was one of Minshew's better outings. You know, he uh, it was a tough game in the rain against a pretty good defense, but you know made some plays in overtime, chucked it up to Michael Pittman, who made a great catch, put them in position. But uh, Minshew got sacked a bunch. A lot of it was. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, the former first-round Notre Dame safety, coming off the edge unblocked and is kind of on Minshew to be able to see that. I was a little disappointed and happened three straight times. It looked like a replay. I was watching film and I really thought that the video was wrong because every play looked exactly the same. It was his open side, Hamilton's unblocked, and he gets back. Um, so I, th- I thought he actually could have played a little bit better. You know, Anthony Richardson will be back in this week, but I still like Minshew overall. I like him as a as a backup, and even when he wasn't having his best game, he's still making a few plays down the stretch, you know, to help the Colts win. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm on record. I said I want Minshew's a guy I would love to have on my team as a backup and, you know, spot starter, and I think he's he's shown that over the last couple of weeks. Hmm. Right. Well, so Richardson, Bryce Young, already out. You know, rookies having to sustaining injuries and so on. Uh, I don't. I don't guess any of that surprises you, right? I mean, the injury stuff with Bryce Young. I'm a little more. I guess with both guys, you have to be a little worried about it. The whole talk with Bryce Young was size and can he take hits and you know he had an ankle injury, so whatever that's worth. But Richardson picked up a concussion on a run play. You know, I think he's. It's the same thing. Like I think the Bears should run Justin Fields 
But he also, like, every time he runs more than 10 times in a game, he comes out banged up. Like, he either misses a couple plays or he might miss the next game. So you got to watch out for that stuff as well. So it is this fine line. So I'll be keeping an eye on that from a Richardson standpoint because I think the the ideal Colts offense is running him 10 or 12 times if you're just trying to maximize you know, performance and uh, value. But at the same time, you can't be taking all that many hits and you don't want to be taking all those hits to the head. So definitely something to keep an eye on with the rookies and, and how they're used. What were y'all? What was your reaction inside the pro football focus bubble to watching the Miami Dolphins? I know the Broncos are terrible, but still, this is the NFL. Watching the Miami Dolphins score seventy points and beat the Broncos by fifty, Steve. That was insane. I mean, you look at first off, the Dolphins deserve all that credit because they've got Tua playing at an extremely high level. Which, by the way, if I don't call two of the best quarterback of all time, I'm, like, insulting him to uh, Dolphins fans. It's amazing. Good uh, grief. Two is very, very good, and he's playing extremely well. But the, the parts around him are out of this world right now. And the parts around him are Mike McDaniel calling plays, the way they're scheming it up, the way they're using motion, the way they're using motion with their elite athletes. And then the elite athletes that they do have, right? Tyreek Hill has always been this force multiplier when he's on the field. But the Dolphins, I love it. It's like Al Davis, you know, former Raiders owner, GM, coach. He just drafted four three guys every year and, you know, just ran them deep. Like the Dolphins are doing the same thing Al Davis used to always do. Give me all the fast guys. But they're actually putting them in position to create these big plays, whether it's Raheem Mostert as a running back or Devin A. Chan as a, as a running back and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle when he's healthy. So it's fun to watch, man. It, it was also just a disaster from Denver standpoint. I mean, you don't see NFL teams look like they quit. I mean, they just didn't have answers. Like, you don't – the simple football stuff. Where's the edge player? Who's setting the edge on this play? There's nobody. There's 20 yards of grass instead. You know, guys getting blown off the ball in the run game, wide open green grass, you know, from a coverage standpoint. So it was – as good as it was for the Dolphins, it was that bad also for Denver because, you know, they're to blame as well. But, yeah, Miami's – Doing some awesome stuff. It'll be great to see them against a, a, a very good defense in the Bills this weekend. So, are, are, have they arrived? I mean, this is the deal. They're they're here. Uh, Mike McDaniel is kind of the next boy wonder from Shanahan, McVay, Sean Payton. Fifteen years ago, uh, it, are, are you're sold? They're they're going to be. I mean, the AFC is so deep and so loaded with all these teams and quarterbacks. But are they here, and do the Dolphins have staying power, Steve? Yeah, I think they do. You know, I think they've uh, arrived. Doesn't okay. mean they're going to go undefeated or anything, but I think they're when, when two has been healthy the last couple of years, they've been very, very good. When two is you know coming out of a concussion issue or they've had to put Skyler Thompson in there, things didn't look great. Um, so I think I think Mike McDaniel has absolutely worked wonders. Plus, the roster building has been outstanding with all that speed. I mean, I'd love to see if they had Jalen Ramsey still at corner. He's, he's out for the year or till December, whatever it ends up being. So, yeah, I think the Dolphins, are they're in the mix. If Tua stays healthy, they're very much in the mix. I don't know that they're even going to win this weekend against Buffalo, but you still have to worry about the Dolphins if you're the you know, the best teams in the AFC because they're, they're doing great things, and the QB's playing at a high level, and they are very, very tough to cover. All right, Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com, on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. How concerned should New Orleans Saints fans be that they blew a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter against Green Bay? 
that's a it's a really tough one. It's a really tough one because I think all those wins are going to matter. I still think that the Saints are the best team in the South. I think the more you see the Bucks play, you know, the, I don't think the Panthers are going to bounce back, you know, a, a whole lot from their rough start. Um, the Falcons could be feisty throughout the season, but you know, I think it's a it's a tough one, man. I think you the Saints had a chance to. You know, because they might be competing with the Packers in the playoffs and for playoff positioning, they had a chance to you know get the three and zero to establish that their defense is just outstanding. And you know, they it's a tough one. It's um, I still think they'll they'll win the South and they have a chance here. But especially when you add it to Derek Carr's hurt, you don't. I'm a Jameis Winston fan, but you just don't know what you're going to get from Jameis on a week to week basis sometimes. And um, still a fan of the Saints, but yeah, that's a it's a tough loss last week. Hmm. All right. What about uh, Buccaneer Saints this weekend? The Lions, New Orleans, in a, in a tight one. Yeah, I mean, even when Brady was here, the Saints always just had the had the Bucks number, and it is just the the Marshawn Lattimore Mike Evans matchup is like something I've never seen. I mean, Matt Marshawn outside of maybe two or three throws over the last like seven years, Marshawn Lattimore has dominated this matchup and. And taking Mike Evans, who is awesome, and turned him into just a pedestrian receiver. And that's your starting point. Like, Baker Mayfield, he looks to Mike Evans, right? That is his go-to guy. And if that's taken away, I think I think the Bucks offense is going to struggle. Now, again, we'll see what happens with Jameis Winston. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over against his old team, um, I think the Saints have a chance. I also think the Saints are ready. I feel like they're ready to explode offensively. I mean, Derek Carr is our lowest-rated passer in the red zone, and I assume a Jameis should be better than that. And so, if if Carr was a little better in the red zone, if the Saints were just better in the red zone, they're putting up 25, 30 points a game. And so, I think they have that in them because their playmakers are legit. Chris Olave is awesome. I say this every single week. Like they've got dudes to throw to. As long as that line holds up, play better in the red zone, they have a chance to put up 30 and they're going to explode one of these weeks. I don't know if it's this week, but one of these weeks they're going to explode, and Jameis might be the guy to uh, to unlock all those playmakers here in, in, in Nolan. Last one. I got about a minute and a half. Are you sold on all this talk about small, lightning-fast receivers is the new trend in the NFL? I mean, I think everything's a little cyclical. Cyclical? I think, I think it's okay. easy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just what the NFL has what college football has produced, but like Hank Dell, I loved him coming out. And, you know, so, uh, Zay Flowers, my, my podcast partner, um, Sam Monson compared him to Dante Hall of the Chiefs. So Dante Hall back in the day was mostly a kick returner and he just a change of pace, you know, get him out there for a couple screens as a receiver because they didn't have enough plays back then. They didn't do that. So now there's plays for Zay Flowers in today's NFL playbook and there's plays for Hank Dell. So I think part of it is just there's more receivers on the field and there's more plays for smaller, shiftier receivers. Yeah. And I still believe yeah. that you want to have – it's nice to have a big 6'4 receiver to cover and also have the 5'8 guy who's quick and fast. And it's like, all right, defense, figure out answers for both of those guys. So I think it's more just there's more opportunities for those guys. Okay. Dude, you crushed it today. Thanks. I, mean, I was having some headphone issues. I lost it in the car. It was, it, we work through it here. Power and through. Yeah. Well, you're a grinder. Anybody that can dunk at six foot seven in high school 
<laughs> and not be drafted twice and going to play for the San Francisco Giants AAA team is a baller. So uh, have thank a good you. weekend, buddy. All right, thank you. By the way, one of my, I'm going to an SEC game. I'm going Florida, Kentucky on Saturday. So I'll report back. Oh, man. That's awesome. That's I'm awesome. Excited. You'll have a great time. That is a great town, too, man. It's my favorite SEC town, and I've been to all of them, but two. Awesome. Thanks, dude. See you. All right. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. Coming up next, Chris Hopwood, the director of the sportsbook for the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Bet $50 here. Play Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for 30 bucks. 